Please open your Bibles to Psalm 61. I enjoy each month taking just a few minutes to, uh, to meditate and explain a few things from the psalms that we sing. So this is Psalm 61. To the chief musician on, the string, on a stringed instrument, a psalm of David. Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. You will prolong the king's life, his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. So I will sing praise to your name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. Like many of the psalms in this section of the Psalter, David expresses his distress to God. Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. His heart is overwhelmed, and so he asks God, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. David has often used this analogy of a rock to communicate the shelter and the salvation that we have. It leads to the question, well, just what is this rock? Or maybe more appropriately, who is this rock? We have the advantage of the New Testament, and Jesus himself uses the same analogy. He identifies himself as the rock of our salvation. And it is a useful analogy, isn't it? Using the poetry of the Psalms, David takes something that is very familiar and helps us to understand something quite profound. When overwhelmed by sin and Satan, when facing enemies from without and within, God provides a rock, a rock that is a foundation, a rock that is a fortress and shelter to us, a rock that is Jesus himself. He is a shelter for us a strong tower from the enemy. And as David says, Therefore I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Two more wonderful analogies that I'll leave in your hands to meditate on. A tabernacle and the shelter of wings. I want to go on to verses 5 through 8 that describe God's loving protection. And I want to focus on one phrase in verse 5, which is perhaps a little strange. Here David says to God, you have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. You have given me a heritage of those who fear your name. Well, another word for heritage is inheritance. And when I hear that word, I think of a gift that's received from someone who has left that behind. It's a gift from uh, uh, someone who has died, a loved one. He wants to give an earthly inheritance, possibly a, a property or possession or money. 
But in this case, when the Bible speaks about a heritage, it is speaking about something much richer than anything you will ever receive in this life. The heritage is a spiritual inheritance. In the New Testament, Paul says that through faith we have become children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. I want you to hear that and meditate on it, that you are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. The inheritance that we have is the eternal life that has been secured by Jesus. And you possess that as surely as Jesus is a possessor and accomplisher of redemption. You are a joint heir of his. And what David says in the midst of his trouble is that he meditates on that inheritance. He applies it in this psalm to the king. And David, as king, can uh, ask this for himself. But then he looks deeper to see the promises about a messianic king. Because he says God will prolong the king's life. His years will be many generations. And that goes beyond what any human king could ever have. And that's because it's referring to Jesus. Jesus, who is the promised king, who is both God and man. This is is the king who is raised to everlasting life, who is ascended to heaven to rule forever from on high. And since we are heirs with Christ, he grants us an inheritance, a treasure that can never be stolen, that does not fade away. It is not something that will ever rust or decay because it is secured by Jesus himself. In a sense, as one commentator has put it, our inheritance is God himself with whom we will have an uninterrupted communion forever and ever. My prayer is that as you sing this psalm this month, and as you go through the very trying troubles, just like David did, that you would enjoy this communion right now, this inheritance, which is yours right now because of faith in Jesus Christ. And that you would also anticipate the consummation when Christ will wipe away every trial and every, tr- every tear and sickness and death will be no more. For in the consummation, when Christ comes again, all of these things will be yours. When overwhelmed with troubles, I pray that you would meditate on your inheritance. We'll do so by singing these words, meditating both on that cry that we lift up to God, but also especially that inheritance that we have in Jesus Christ. We're using the B selection, Psalm 61b. I invite you to please stand to sing.